Folks, we've said it before. I'm saying it again right now. This is a comedy show. We are not a dog whistle for conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. Also, thank you for downloading this episode of uh, We Got This with Mark and How. I forgot the name of the show. Yeah, I know. I forgot the name of the show. Did you forget or was something implanted in your brain? We're going to find out. Yeah. There's some conspiracy theories out there. There are. There's some very heavy conspiracy theories out there. This is true. We're not going to dig into those. We're going to assume that none of this is true. So if yeah. you're listening to this, waiting for confirmation of your conspiracy theory, get walking <laughs> somewhere else. Pack up your knapsack and move on. You can get that stuff at another podcast. That's right. Go see uh, – uh, go listen to Criminal. Maybe they'll do it. Sure. I don't know. It's a great podcast. Listen to it anyway. Anyway. It's fine. Adam Bush is here. He's being very quiet. He's nodding. He doesn't want to ruin his big intro. So, Which you just did. Pretend like you didn't hear me say it and enjoy this episode. We got this with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Conspiracy Theory. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Well, here we are. Yeah. Or so we believe. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing that bit over and over again for this episode. Sure. Uh, we're here today to talk about conspiracy theories. We are, and this is a rare case. You know, no, normally uh, for every, for for most episodes, the topic is something that you, the listeners, have suggested. But sometimes we have a guest who comes in that needs to discuss something and needs a question answered, and that's what we're here to do now. Our guest, uh, you may know his music, you may know his acting, but you should know that he is a a plus human being. Adam Bush is here to join us. Hello, Adam. Thanks, guys. That was really sweet. Oh, man. Oh, sure. We're very excited to have you on the show. Yeah. I've, I've told you this before. You have, uh, you have, pl I've stood in the audience and watched you play music at some of the seminal moments in my life. Yeah. And it makes me very happy. Like, I know exactly where I was standing when you played Tom Waits's Innocent When You Dream at M Bar. Like, the, you, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever told you this. There are many moments. Uh, that I've seen you performing on stage with Common Rotation or in other incarnations of music. Uh, and it is a joy to have you here. I'm just impressed that all your rites of passage take place in a folk club. Yeah. It's where it's, where, yeah, it's <laughs> my great, my great moments in my life. Or, or you know, they, there are certain like you'll be at a place and, and then you'll see a show and a song will hit you or something will happen. Um, and, and it's like, you know, you just remember that moment in your life and you recognize that moment as being a great moment. And because it wasn't on TV or on the radio, it was something we were yeah, in a room together. Exactly. So we shared it. And that's, yes. and that's what you, what I think that you're, you do so well that I love is you are always, when you're playing music, you are always in the room with the people they are listening. There was a acting director named Gene Frankel mm -hmm. from New York City who used to say um, acting or auditioning is just uh, think of it like this you want me to experience something for you fine I'll experience something for you I love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> this guy did not sound like he was happy to be an acting teacher no oh, he wasn't happy at all he was brilliant I loved him modeled most of my personality after him <laughs> There you You're go. carrying on mm -hmm. that proud legacy. <laughs> um, we're here today to talk. You texted the other day. You're like, I want to talk conspiracy theories. And I was immediately, I was like, we're starting a thread. Let's do this. We're doing it right now. When can we all sit down together and talk conspiracy theories? Um, so I'll tell you this, researching this topic, boy, is that a deep dive. Is there a lot of stuff on the internet about this? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> Huh. It's weird that there – turns out that – I thought it was my own little niche. I didn't know <laughs> that I'd spread. The, the internet is where people go when they want to talk about conspiracy theories. Hmm. Um, but let me ask you this to you start think those off. kind of people would have like a real strong network of right. friends and family around them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Talk through this stuff. Just say, you know what? Let's the four of us sit down, have a nice home-cooked meal, and then we'll talk about chemtrails for an yeah. hour. Just <laughs> – 
like they did in the 20s. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. Let's bring it back. It's the Tin Hat Algonquin Roundtable. <laughs> and it's so isolating that I had to resort to calling friends who have podcasts with hours to fill that just might be desperate enough to hear me out. We're always desperate. Um, that I promise. Now, Ding. here's my question. <laughs> here's my question. Um, because we only determined that we were going to talk conspiracy theories. What is the question that we are answering? Is the question, what is the, cause frequently on the show, it's what is the best blank? What is the most blank? Uh, I don't – that's kind of a funny one. I, I think one. it's really – that, that whole concept. What is the most conspiracy theory conspiracy theory? Or just yes or no. Yeah. Is that a rabbit hole we should all go down at some point? Yes. Is that, is this, should we question everything we see? Right. Should we support this or is it just, you know, yeah. spinning out of control? Is that, is that bonkers? Is it just that thing that happens when somebody goes on too much about conspiracy theories and even if they're right, you go at some point while they're talking, oh, I wonder what's really wrong with them. Like, <laughs> yes, like yes, yes, they right. seem angry about something yeah. else. It's not this. Right. But they've latched onto this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this has been given such a kind of stereotype. Mm -hmm. That you can't question very simple little things without sounding like one of those people. Right. Yes. You, you almost built you, if, if you're deep into a conspiracy theory, you inoculate yourself from being wrong because anyone who opposes you is clearly an, a, a bad actor or part of the conspiracy. Who is part of go. that conspiracy. Yeah. Sure. When something gets debunked, uh, and we'll talk about it here in a little while, like when the people that say the moon landing was faked, when that is clearly debunked, then those people say, oh, wow, the conspiracy goes deeper than I thought it did. Right. I guess it must go all the way to the top if everyone is saying that this is not true. You know well, what I mean? If, if there's a jury and mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out whether someone committed a crime or not, mm -hmm. we talk reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. We Many jury members say afterwards, yeah, we called him guilty, but we don't even know that he did it. They just proved reasonable doubt. Right. But for some reason, that's not applicable to these conspiracy theories. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people will die holding on to them because mm -hmm. they don't know if it's true. We don't know if the earth is flat. Right. But there's been reasonable doubt, so I'm going to hold on to it. But somehow that's not enough in this world. In this world, you have to be – if there's one fact that's untrue, then yeah. the whole thing is – Exactly. And right. you're crazy. If the world's version of a story that is universally accepted has one little glitch in it, then the whole thing must unravel to a crazy conspiracy. But we convict people who we even think didn't do it, but there was doubt. Right. Right. Um, all right. So you want to just dive in? I love, I just want to point out your research. Uh huh. Cause I was like, Mark, you're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to captain the research on this one. I'm not going to put, Kate McManus does our research for us and she does a great job. She does. I was not going to make her do this. No, you're not going to make her Mark go down these internet rabbit holes. So he's got, you've got like a full thing of the computer, but then you also have a stack of papers here from the Fairfield the Inn front and back. And yeah. it, there's stuff crossed out. Uh -huh. There's stuff that appears to be circled. Mm -hmm. It's different fonts. Like sometimes <laughs> it's cursive. Sometimes it's uh, block lettering. Yeah. Why did they stop teaching cursive in schools? A bunch of these are just what our names would be if we were married. Yeah. And it's just that little cross. It's like HLMG with a heart around it. I love that there's one like one page you've completely redacted everything except for they're lying to us. <laughs> and you and, kept the page. And the number two. And you kept that page. There's nothing there's on the nothing other side on except it. an asterisk as if to <laughs> say is this that? is an important piece of paper. <laughs> Well, most of the research is on a uh, is on my laptop computer, but I was on a flight. I was on a very long flight when I was doing this, and um, the la the last thing that is typed on the outline that I wrote is open parentheses some details colon, and it ends there because Great. that is when Great. the flight attendant said, "Sir, you have to close your laptop. We are landing." <laughs> is this all part of your bid to become the Chester Copperpot of podcasting? Yes, Chester Copperpot. Don't you guys see? Yeah. Don't you realize he never made it this far? He was a pro. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to? I, I mean, I we, we were talking about this before. How to approach this? Mm -hmm. Here's a great in. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've known vaguely what we all know about the pyramids. Right. And mm -hmm. accepted it. Right. And I knew there was stuff we didn't know. Right. Like exactly how it was sure. built. But I didn't know that we know nothing. That 
we have no idea how they were right, built. Right. They definitely weren't built by people, and they're definitely not tombs because people don't build a tomb for 50 years after they're dead. Right. So what are they? And what? we can't answer that really. I I think we can because okay. there are over 200 episodes of Ancient Aliens available okay. on the History uh, Channel. Uh, uh, is that the dude who's mostly forehead? The with the giant hair? Yes. Yeah, uh George uh Sakuris is his name, the Greek. Greek. The mad Greek. Uh he wears crazy suits and does his hair all up crazy because he's like well, I'm a conspiracy alien guy on television. I should probably look the part. Um, I was very excited to do this because, uh, and, and the, the alien stuff is what I asked my dad about this afternoon because, uh, my father in the last year, my father doesn't do anything halfway. He goes all in with whatever it is that he does. I like this man. I like He's this great. Approach. He goes, this he goes all in. So about a year ago, my dad says Who dabbles to me, in conspiracy theories. Right, I know. No, nobody yeah, dabbles. Yeah. You have to go. Yeah. It's, it's not casual. It's not a weekender sort of thing. <laughs> about, about a year ago, my dad says to me, you ever watch this show, uh, Ancient Aliens? <laughs> and I knew exactly in that moment the conversations he and I would be having in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has now seen every episode of the show. <gasps> it's all he wants to talk about. And uh, he he called me a, a few months ago. He's like, uh, son, I'm, I'm coming to, to Los Angeles. Like, oh, you're coming out to visit? He's like, yeah. Uh, cause Alien Con is happening in Pasadena. So my dad, uh, flew to Los Angeles to go to Alien Con, which is the ancient aliens. It's put on by the, the producers of ancient aliens. (laughs) And like you would go to a Comic Con and you would see all the stars of your favorite movies. And those would be the autograph sessions and the photos you would go get. And um, this is that just with the cast of Ancient Aliens. And my dad uh, bought the gold pass. <laughs> and additionally, he bought, uh, he bought uh, autograph sessions and meet and greet photo sessions with every single person who is involved with the Ancient Aliens show. And, uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. He makes compelling arguments. They're a compelling argument. The thing is, the thing about ancient aliens and the thing about these alien conspiracies, this one, this one jumps to the front for me because it really is plausible to me. Like the idea that we are the only planet. I'm going to, now I'm going to start sounding like a crazy person. I'm, I'm like wrapped. I know it's my job to talk into a microphone, (laughs) but. I just want to Guys, listen. we're doing this. We're doing yeah, it. It's we're doing it. Yeah, we're, we're in so it now. Just do it. We're in it now. I feel like I should just swing the lamp that is above our heads right I'm now. I'm going to start smoking. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going full Art Bell, late night, dark studio. Um, it, it's silly to me to think that of the billions of uh, planets out there that we're the only inhabited one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, it's silly to me to think that uh, the length that we have gotten in our technology is the farthest that any species on any planet has ever gotten. So it's not outlandish to think that there is, pro- there is, I mean, we're exploring space. We've been exploring space for not long, you know, 40, 50 years, uh, that there are other species that have explored space and have gotten pretty far. I like the saying that the, best proof that aliens exist is that mm-hmm. they haven't contacted us <laughs> because if you went into a field right and there was a bunch of dogs just you know fighting each other yeah right i don't think you would interrupt and say hey guys do you want to know all the secrets yeah you'd probably wait <laughs> sure until they calm down until they were ready and then come over yeah so the pyramids we don't know what the explanation is we don't know right. how they built them with technology that's greater than ours right i don't know if aliens did it but if no one can answer that question i can see how it would lead me to a convention with an eight by ten waiting to yeah, get signed exactly it seems weirdly plausible i i definitely i would subscribe to the alien theory assuming that there's like a diane fossey of aliens who wanted to come live among the primates and study them <laughs> i'd be like you should have uh, you know, like I taught this uh, ape how to press numbers in sequence. Well, I I built some pyramids for these people. And by the way, I think if if 
if our ancestors could could turn fish into a loaf that we eat, then they can build pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> they just complained the rocks into being. Oh, is that how it worked? He just guilted it like, oh, it's fine. Don't be a pyramid. Did I'll you be just, over here suffering. Did you just draw a direct line between gefilte fish yeah. and the pyramids? The other great engineer. You, you explain the gefilte fish. How is it made? I don't know. Of course, nobody knows. You take salmon and you gefilte it. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's you, oh, it's gefiltered with fish. Gefiltable. Yeah. It has been. Yeah. It's. Well, I can I can tie it when you go to see um, King Tut and you go see the remains that tour uh-huh. around. Oh, that did you see that tour that's here in L.A.? It's it comes great. To the Dead Sea Scrolls and mm-hmm. the first recorded parchment contract ever mm-hmm. discovered is a. A land agreement between two Jews, and it goes on for pages. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. It is very deep. Yeah, it's, it's, do it. Old school. Old school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they were originally the pyramids covered in limestone. Really, all of them. I didn't know that. Which made them look like a Kubrick thing, like white, yeah, and smooth. Ooh. All that fell off. Now that, if you were to see that image, that smacks of that's alien. That I don't know if it alien. was for us. It might have been a marker for someone else. It's also the. One of the pyramids is the truest north we have. That I, yeah, I've heard this. And that's this. just a scientific fact. There, yeah. We haven't built a machine that can point as true north as these pyramids are. That's fascinating. Why would we, and how would we know to do that back then? So, well, the Anunnaki showed up and oh, they stop, taught us. No, are you talking about alien? What is it called? The Anunnaki were no, a race of extraterrestrials. It? Oh. That showed up 450,000 years ago. It just looks like a dude with a beard. And kick not look like an alien. It's, it's an they alien. Had a Kickstarter? And kickstarted the human race as we know it. Now, oh. what were some of the bonus perks? Here yeah, was, what would okay. you get for kickstarting humanity? <laughs> At a certain level. A t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You get the t-shirt. You get a copy of the land agreement drawn up between those yeah. two Jews. Now, I can't carry the this. next <laughs> level up, and this is part of this is where the, the thing becomes like, okay, this feels like conspiracy. Uh, this feels, this feels where, this feels where it becomes a little crazy to me. Like the mm-hmm. idea that aliens showed up and helped is not that crazy to me. Okay. Um, that where it does get crazy is that, uh, the reason that ancient aliens or that these aliens look like, or that humans look like aliens and aliens look like humans is that they, this is a theory of the Anunnaki. Uh, that showed up in South Africa 450,000 years ago that they uh, somehow split that, that they somehow figured out how to adjust our DNA that the, they are when people talk about the missing link mm-hmm. this is a thing that I, I found in my deep dive that the missing link is when the aliens showed up and kicked our evolution into high gear and made our brains smarter by splicing it with their Superior alien brains. That's when it starts to feel a little crazy conspiracy to me. Keep digging. What then? What else did they do? Oh man, the Anunnaki did a lot. Um, I'm not, I don't. I don't. Blended I don't fabrics like, also from the aliens. Ooh, they had a loom. <laughs> I don't want to get too. That's the problem. And this is we were talking about this before. Like I feel like this episode we're going to have to look at generalizations. Sure. Because if we start digging too deep into any one theory. What are you afraid of? Well, what are you afraid of? <laughs> I mean, until we have another explanation, this is why I freaked out about the pyramids because I was like, why are we spending any money going into space when we don't know what this thing sure. right here does? Like, <laughs> also, why are we spending any money going into space when clearly they're interested in coming here? Yeah. Why don't we just stay put? It's like when you lose your mom at the mall and you're like, I'll just stay put because she's looking for me. Is there a theory where there's a giant balloon tied to the earth so that the aliens can find us in a crowd? <laughs> just yeah, in case. Space buoys. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. The, the aliens put a space buoy on us. Yeah. And that's how they're going to find us when they get back. I mean, until we figure out how they built them like that and how yeah. they, I'll accept anything. It's as, it's and as I wish good I a theory just, as any. I wish I could just have an open mind and not be – it's like um, when Richard Nixon made marijuana, this hippie thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like you can't just smoke a joint without taking on all of this cultural stuff. Now right. you represent this and now that's right. that. And mm-hmm. it remains to this day. Sure. Yeah. This is the same thing. We can't ask very simple questions. Like I found, I looked up what that flat Earth thing was. I didn't know what it was. Uh huh. Can I? Can we talk about that? Let's. Let's. I think that's a great one to move on to. Sure. Uh, is the flat Earth theory? I don't know if the Earth is flat. In fact, I think it's not. 
<laughs> I'm a, hold on a second. Put that out there. Hold on a second. You, know. you don't know? We sent people into space who took pictures. Which are all composites, because you can't get it all in one frame. You a- they asked Bill Nye about Flat Earth, and his reason why it's impossible was, have you seen the amount of paperwork it takes to do things at NASA? <laughs> and I was like, that's not enough, Bill. <laughs> Bill, that's just not enough for me. I- like, oh. no, I don't think it's flat, but some people are questioning why we can't fly over Antarctica. They're questioning certain things about flight patterns. And I think they're valid questions, mm-hmm. but they've successfully deemed all of that flat Earth. So now the second you even bring that up, you're just taking this whole, all this baggage with you. I, I ascribe, and this may be antithetical to everything uh, that a conspiracy theorist would, would hold dear. Mm-hmm. And this isn't my general guiding principle of life, but for something like like flat Earth, if somebody's like, prove that the Earth... Uh, you know, what about this? What about that? I don't have the answers to that. Right. But there are people way smarter than me who have dedicated their lives to the study of the earth and to space and our relationship to other, uh, heavenly bodies who have figured this out. And they yeah. would be happy to answer that question for you in a they way that I They understand the science of it. I, I trust those people and, and what they've done. That is a, certainly a leap of faith to trust anybody about anything, but, at a certain point, you know, there was a time we believed the sun was a man uh, in a fiery chariot riding across the sky. Right. And we haven't def- definitively proved that isn't true. We only know what we've learned in the last, what, uh, 600 plus years of, uh, of what the sun actually is, that it's a star and it doesn't revolve around us. We revolve around it. Right. And that we're also spinning as we revolve, and that spinning is what keeps us all on the planet because it creates a gravitational pull along with the moon. Like, that everything works together. It's one big mechanism. So. I tend to believe scientists over. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Anything else that even sounds or feels good. Right. The one thing that got me thinking differently about flat earth mm-hmm. was not anyone's theories on why the earth is flat. It was listening to the scientists explain why it's not. Because all of them were simple things like um, a ship goes slowly down yeah. when you see it. How come you don't see it? Just, right. That's not enough for me. That's fine. Right. But that's, that's a NASA scientist. That's not enough. No. You think that every ship is just sinking? I don't know. Like they go far away and then like no ship ever reaches its destination? Well, no, it does. <laughs> you get to the end. You know, the big part of Flat Earth is they say it's a dome. Right. So uh, the, the, I'm, I'm trying to find this online it's a, right Oh, now. so the bottom half. So it's like the, the Pop-O-Matic on a, like a board of trouble. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I believe any of this. You didn't but. see those two big dice in the middle of Earth? And then peer, we're all in. Bobble. In, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're all in that, that Pop-O-Matic bubble right mm-hmm. now. And periodically, uh, periodically, that, that that's what happens. Uh, we get the, somebody comes over and pops it and the dice roll. Yeah. But that, that lines up with a, there, there's a whole family of theories that are like, I don't care what science tells you. I have this idea from, uh, from 30 BC that I'm going to hold on to that's got to be true because we haven't, you know, science is the pursuit of knowledge we don't yet have. So, you know, that's why it's constantly changing is we're constantly in search of the truth. And when we learn something, it's not, not everything is codified as this is definitely the way it is now. It's all right. Well, let's keep trying to prove that that is either right or wrong or seek, seek the next bit of knowledge. And, and that's how we unlock. There seems to be so many places where we stop that. Sure. Where we don't keep going or keep looking or, or even allowed to ask questions. If I can go back to the pyramids mm-hmm. really briefly. Sure. One of the reasons we can't. Please. <laughs> one of the reasons we don't have the answers to these things is because scientists are not allowed to go in there because they were deemed religious artifacts because right. they're tombs. And that remains. And they haven't been open to prove that they are tombs. Yes? A little bit. We still have not been in there. But what we have seen is all of the elements um, that you need to conduct electricity. Mm. Copper, inside, iron, all of these different things. I I don't know. I'm so bothered that I cannot find this right now. I've I've, I've been searching while we've been talking. I've been searching for There was a poem that I read by a, uh, a flat earther. Um, the, the, they make the best poetry. Right. They're the yeah. best poetry. <laughs> really? Like E.E. E. Cummings just romance. They're basically, <laughs> the, the, premi- the premise of this, the, the way that the flat earthers view, uh, the, the view the flat earth is that the North Pole is the center 
of this flat earth and there is a wall of ice that encircles the earth. That's what we think of as Antarctica is that wall of ice that encircles uh, the rest of the earth. Uh, and this, uh, I wish I could find it. I can't find it. This like this stands up. I know Hal just shaking I his head. Going out of my mind. Go I know. Ahead. There's a, the, the, the stanza. There's a stanza of this poem that I love so much. I bookmarked it. I can't find the bookmark. It's roses. That is red. basically. It's basically the stanza of the poem is uh, Galileo said that the Earth was round. The, the 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 tale of this stanza of the poem. Galileo said that the Earth was round, and then. That mighty inquisition showed up, that righteous inquisition showed up and said he was wrong and he apologized, which is, I don't think that's how it happened. That Galileo was like, you know what, guys, you're right. The earth's flat. But by then the bell could not be unrung. Hilarious. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, and to keep that ball of hilarity rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I think it takes a mix of religion and science, because that's what he's getting at. And I think, right. like Hal said, you can't make a hypothesis without just faith that it'll right. work out. You have to have just blind faith, faith in something, right? Whether it's whether it is uh, your your religious faith or faith in science or faith in in some of these cases, yeah. uh, the correctness of the internet. Um, yeah. So just we keep them so separate. Right. And really, if we combine them both, I think we'd reach all the answers. Like, I don't necessarily believe any of this stuff, but I do think if everyone in the world thought the same thing at the same time or really just held hands or something like that, Mm -hmm. something would happen. Right. If we all got together and focused our energy on just one thing. Hands across America, we'd feed a bunch of farmers. Yeah, but but focus more on something less um, helpful and more silly and, like, less fruitful. Just. yeah, the, the fish that saved Pittsburgh, the movie about basketball from '79. I agree. We should all think about that. Mm, yeah, uh, is that where <laughs> we were going with that? I think so. Should I? I feel like part of me feels like I have to recuse myself from this whole conversation. No, we need why? you. We need I'm going to tell you why. Because my father is a Mason. Oh, so let's talk about the Denver let's, Airport. Okay, let's, yeah. let's let's dig into this. Let's talk about. The, the, this is another one of the big conspiracy theories. Yes. You mentioned your dad is a Mason. Yes. Um, and that is that there is some sort of big whole world uh, secret society that controls everything. Now, there, there are assorted theories about it that it's the Illuminati. There are theories that it's the Freemasons. Whatever the group is, there are these theories that there is a great, uh, a great world group that is uh controlling everything Mm -hmm. and doing things like uh like it was their idea to put fluoride in the water not because fluoride is good for your teeth uh which is true Mm -hmm. um but because uh fluoridated water uh makes the population dumber Mm -hmm. and the dumber the population the easier they are to control um, and also the chemtrails is another, uh, famous conspiracy theory that's going around. Whenever you see an airplane that leaves that, that white cloud behind it of vapor, that that's not in fact vapor, that is, uh, that is some chemical that's being, being spread over the world. We're basically, yeah, the entire world is being crop dusted by some huge world order. I, w- I want to stop you there. Yeah. Not because I'm not interested, but yeah. because I don't want to give too much airtime to specific theories. Sure. That I think are bogus. Harmful? Yeah. Harmful. 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 That's what I would say. Okay. Harmful. I also uh, think that that's, it's easy to debunk because the, you, the world is so disorganized that there's no way that, I don't know. I, I think the great writer and accused murderer, Amanda <laughs> Knox, summed it up best when she said, we want to believe that we know who the monsters are. Mm-hmm. We want to yeah. believe that we can point at someone and go, oh, they're a monster because it's comforting. Because mm-hmm. if we don't know who they are, then that's frightening. Right. right. So we want to be able to say that. And I think a lot of this Illuminati and World Order stuff is just a desire that there is a plan. There, there must be a monster. Someone yeah. knows right. what they're doing. There Surely we're not just reason. hurling through right. space without any idea what's happening. Exactly. Right. And that's where it's similar to finding God. You know, when you put all your beliefs in one system, mm-hmm. it's kind of 
you know, you want to spread it around a little bit, I think. Yeah. And I can tell you my experience with the Masons, which I did not join. I kind of wanted to join mm-hmm. just to see. What... My grandfather was one and I really want to join. Yeah. I wanted to see what was up, but I also know I would not be good at keeping those secrets because <laughs> I would come and do an episode here and just talk about it. But uh, this is what I know it's good for. Uh-huh. If you're flying to Salt Lake City from Philadelphia and you get laid over in Atlanta because of weather, uh-huh. you can get a room at the Howard Johnson and get expedited service. That's enough for me. Yeah. I'll join the Masons for that. I'm, yeah. I, so basically the I get Masons, less from AAA. Yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> the Masons are, uh, are, are American Express. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get a little perk. You get to go to the club. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, because we've, we've kind of divided this into a few different types of conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Uh, aliens being one of the big ones, um, a giant world order being another one of the big ones. I'd like to talk about, uh, big lies. There okay. are a lot of conspiracy theories around big lies. And I'm just going to give you, uh, the top six big lie conspiracy theories. That I have found, and I'd love to talk about these because I think there's one of one or more of these is going to come out as a really fun one uh, to to play with. Um, the moon landing was faked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story of the Da Vinci Code, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, that uh, Jesus married Mary Magdalene, and there is a bloodline that continues. Uh, Paul McCartney is dead. And has been dead since the mid-60s and was replaced with another uh, look-alike. Elvis is alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not uh, die in 1977. He faked his death and lived for several years after. The Earth is Flat, which we spoke about briefly. And uh, Shakespeare did not write all of his plays. Mm. These are some of the... Uh, of all I, in, in this deep dive, those were the six big lies that kept coming up over and over again. I think the biggest of them being that the moon landing was faked. We mentioned it briefly. Um, as far as conspiracy theories go, this one upsets me. Why? It upsets me because can't we believe that humanity is capable of this? I think we do. And I think it's just, again, it, it's more of a general question like flat earth. I don't know if the moon landing was fake. I don't think it is, but we're certainly capable of that. And we've certainly faked something before uh, sure wag the dog style but there is certainly there's now definitive evidence from because we have high resolution photographs there was photographs taken in 2012 uh of the moon's surface showing and 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 they can see this in the photographs uh the five there were six flags that were planted on the moon by the united states five of them are still standing and flying one of them is knocked over because the first Apollo mission, uh, when they left, the rocket booster knocked over the flag. Apollo and, 11. Apollo 11. And after that, they were like, hey, guys, put the flag further from the landing site. <laughs> that, was, that was what they eventually decided to do. What about they say that um, you, can, you, you see the flag waving and there's no wind up there? How is that possible? Right. But I, the footage I've seen of that really just looks like someone – kind of brushing yeah exactly like if you tap something in space like i've seen someone you know you take a step in space and you leap you know what i mean like things move differently in weird ways there Mm -hmm. but i feel like that is one of those that's one of those i think the moon landing is real i think the idea that something we've been told or presented Mm -hmm. we've captured this criminal this war is over this one started could entirely be faked and we don't have a way of knowing sure there's marketing spin there's a really great movie called wag the dog that's what i'm talking about uh, about and governments have secrets the, the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they do try and protect sure. us. Sure. Yeah. There is, there are propaganda, uh, campaigns and, do you ever hear about the fake, uh, the fake attack during World War II? What's that? Oh man. This is one, this is one of those great historical stories. One of my favorites. There was a fake, uh, there was a, it was the fake army. It was like the ghost army, I think they called it. It was a group of Hollywood people and, uh, like sound designers and art directors and all these uh, different people, they figured out how to convince the Nazis that they were going to invade from one spot. And so the, the, the Nazis amassed an army in this one spot, and then they hit them from another side. And the way that they convinced them of this was they built inflatable tanks yeah. that they brought over. They had Hollywood sound designers 
uh, set up speakers and do Foley work mm-hmm. uh, that made it sound like this army was marching in a certain direction. Uh, they had. When is actors. that movie coming out? This I don't know. I this get me Matt Damon in a beard, right? And oh, it's yeah. a wonderful documentary on Netflix. Uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it's it's so much fun. So there are there are misinformation campaigns. You look at Roswell in 1947. Um, they uh, with the it was what it turned out to be was uh, uh, sonic microphones that they were putting up into way high in the atmosphere to listen to uh, Soviet activity, but. Uh, at first they said that it was, at first they flat out said it was an alien invasion. That was their cover story. And then everybody <laughs> went, there was an alien invasion. And then the government went, uh, we probably shouldn't have made that the cover story. Cause that's kind of a huge news story if it is. <laughs> so then they were like, oh, it was a weather balloon. And then everybody went, hang on a second. You said it was an alien invasion. Wow. They told us the truth. And then they made up a lie about it when the, in fact, the first thing that they had said was mm-hmm. the cover story for doing some Soviet recon work. Um, so yes, entities, governments, whatever lie. Yes. Uh, about things. And my favorite story along those lines was I think in the 1930s, the BBC, there was some incident that happened, I think in India that they wanted to cover up. But before they could get to the newspapers or before the radio broadcast, whatever the issue was sort of was resolved. It wound up not being what they thought it was. And all the papers were like closed for the holidays. So that night, the BBC News came on and said, there is no news, and then played music for an hour. Wow. So it was the day there was no news. Because the one story that, that was out there mm-hmm. that was worth reporting that they wanted to squash – had already sort of like it wasn't it wasn't the big deal that they thought it was so they didn't mm-hmm. need to do their spin on it so the fact that there was a day with no news that's right that's amazing yeah. that's, I that would, would be keep so, me up at night yeah right. I would be yes. terrified it's haunting it is yeah. haunting forget like forget the barrage of too much news if I turned on uh, if I turned on PBS NewsHour and they were just like. Nope, nothing tonight. Anybody read any good books? Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah, there's a story. There's always a story. There's something going on. I would love a day without news, though. Oh, right? I would love one day of a break. I don't care. I don't want the human interest story. Like, nothing. I just want, a, like, a vacation. It's not something that's going to be presented to you. You're going to have to create it. Yeah. I know. I do. Yeah. You I have know. To, that's, like, that's self-care 101, 102, yeah. 103. Turn on an album. Turn on an album. Yeah. Like, turn hey, off. Hey, turn, the 60s. But yeah, not, not one by Paul turn McCartney off, or Elvis turn, Presley. Right? Yeah, because no. that's going to. Let's talk about these. Can we talk about these? Yes. Uh, I, here's what came this, to mind. This Paul McCartney thing is hilarious. If I may, I heard this story a lot from musicians that mm-hmm. said that Prince uh, oh, liked to be wheeled in and out of concerts in road gear. That he liked to get into like a case, a road <laughs> case, and be wheeled into the show. Because he was little. He was a little he, guy. He was weak. Yeah, he would fit. That's what they like. That's what he likes. That's his thing. And I finally met someone who worked with Prince, and I asked him about that. And they laughed and said... No, that's not true. But he does a lot of these last-minute pop-up shows in venues that too many people come to and there's no exit or way out. And if he can't leave without causing a scene, they would put him in gear and roll him out as a security measure. But I could see very easily how doing that once could turn into a story like that. Do you think a lot of these conspiracy theories are a game of telephone like that? A hundred percent. That's my point is that there's something there. It's probably not what we think it is, but there is something Mm -hmm. like there's lots of conspiracy theories about the Denver airport involving the Freemasons. Yes. Which has Denver airport just has some creepy art. So explain it to me. Somebody has to explain to me. I don't know if it's a secret bunker for the rich and the elite, but who chose to put a horse named Lucifer with red eyes in the front? Who chose a plaque to dedicate it to the Freemasons and the New World? Like, that's there. That has a pass-through government approval. Yes. And they were okay with such (laughs) horrific, weird imagery. Well, and then you have uh, things like, I think it was in Virginia, there was like a, a mountain resort that for years people were like, there's a government bunker in that mountain, and the resort is a front for it. They're like, no, 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 it's not. You're overreacting, not true at all. Then later on, it got declassified. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, this was an emergency bunker in case of a nuclear fallout. We had yeah. room for sen- – and like, now you can go and tour it. Wow. So you can see like that it's there. So are there hidden bunkers 
Yes. Yeah. Do is there? A Does reason? that mean that there's something terrifying and nefarious going on inside? Well, them? when no. we're not given the information, we have to create it for ourselves. Right. right. Exactly. And but, it's going to be created by the people with the most time on their hands. Yeah. It's, that's true. So, that, you know what? That gives me an idea. Um, because we were trying to figure out what question to answer in this conspiracy theory discussion. Maybe that's a fun question to answer is, um, in this, in a situation where in a vacuum, if you, if there's a vacuum where you don't know, what is the most creative thing that at least one human has come up with that people latched onto? I'll tell you what. <laughs> Before before we get into that, before we answer uh-huh. that question, let's take a quick break. Hear from some of the other shows on Max Fun. Great, and then we come back. We'll answer the craziest. The I guess, is that the, the most question? out there? That's what you want. You yeah. want like the, we, if we're talking conspiracy the theories, we want the there. most out there. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I have some terms around right. that that I'd like to see if you both agree to. We'll talk about that when we come back. Great. Ooh, girl, I'm lost. It's a scary time out here for intersexual minorities. Don't worry, I know a place where we can learn, laugh, and play. Where? Minority Corner with the Wonder Twins of Podcasting, Aneke and James. Wow, they sound fabulous, smart, and incredibly attractive. At Minority Corner, you'll get everything from the history you were never taught. Like the history of Chinese immigration, or who was James Baldwin, or African queens of old, like Queen Candace. Plus, awesome book recommendations outside of the usual white male cisgender canon. Interviews from comedians, artists, writers, and activists. Well, that sounds like a party. But hold up. What about movie and TV reviews starring folks whose melanin is poppin'? Well, you know Minority Corner loves their deep dive into pop culture, all from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. Ooh, yes. And with the election just around the corner, sounds like Aneka and James are gonna get us information. Not to mention self-care, tips, how to be an ally, and how you can get involved in your community so you can help fix this mess. You know what? James and Aneka kind of sound like us. That's because... Minority Corner! Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog Pistachio howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog Tugboat tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the condition, I think. Okay. I think we've that, been freewheeling up till now and I love it. I think we and there are some big ones that we haven't mentioned because sure. I specifically requested that we not mention them because I think they're so not even asinine, but harmful. Yeah. Harmful and hurtful to people. Yeah. So I think I think that the correct answer to this mm-hmm. question that you're posing is something that is not harmful. I 100% agree. Adam? Sure. Great. Okay. Okay. That being said. Where were you going with this? I don't know. I was thinking about uh, <laughs> I was thinking about Area 51 only because I like the Megadeth song, Hangar 18. That's enough. Which I know takes That's place fair. there. That's enough. But that again. Hangar that, 18, isn't that the first level of the game Area 51? Do you remember that video game? Yes. Oh, that game was amazing. It was just a shoot 'em up alien game, and your whole job is to get out of Area 51 after the aliens have taken over. Yeah, there are a ton of aliens. They've broken out of yeah. containment, which is what Hangar 18 is supposed to be, where the, the yeah. sensitive alien information is. I wish there was uh, a the, Megadeth song for all of these conspiracy theories, so you could have a hook yeah. and just invest. I wish You're there was a Megadeth song about a sensitive now. alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or a Cat Stevens number. Yeah. No one yeah. understands me. It's my three heads, isn't it? Oh. So what, what is there one that stands out to you that's like so I it's almost like we're giving somebody marks for creativity. Yeah. Have you heard this one about Trump the time traveler? That there was a what kind of comic book, graphic book, which is true. You can uh-huh. see it that was made in the 1900s about a great businessman named Trump and how what? his grandson was named Baron, which is Trump's son's name. Sure. And about their plans to take over the world. And it's pretty in keeping with what happened, and it uses this name Trump, and it was written in the 1900s. No, I have not heard of this. This is like the movie Time Cop, where... (laughs) I really, I just saw the movie Time Cop, 
and I'm kind of just free associating. Just, yeah, of course. For lack of a better, trying to lighten the mood. Uh, you can search it. It's a real thing. There's no proof, obviously. Right. right. That but is. It's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty out there. It's pretty out there. I do, I do like the idea. I, you know, we keep coming back to aliens, partially because. I I've, I just keep talking about it because of my dad. I'm really glad your dad came out to visit. I'm very sad that his priority in a trip to L.A. was Alien Con. Oh, yeah. But you were also here? Yeah. Would you be sad if it was a Walking Dead convention? Um, yes. That's yeah. fair. See, that's yeah. fair. Okay, then go on ahead, please. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. But like, the, the idea that alien, like the idea that aliens have come to, to this planet and are repeatedly coming here. Mm-hmm. To whether it's like the story of fire in the sky or like a farmer in 1933 mm-hmm. notices a strange light or crop circles mm-hmm. or all of this stuff. I, like there, there's something to be about either these aliens are pranksters or <laughs> they're, they're a bunch of Diane Fossies or they're a bunch of Bob Fossies. That's what I was like, sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's they come and do, and do their isolated dance moves. They're like sharp movements. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they speak. Yeah, yeah. I like that it culminates in sort of a Star Trek first contact, uh, which for those of you who don't know, the idea that the first alien race we made contact with was the Vulcans, and they, they'd been monitoring us but didn't show up until we had technologically proven that we were ready to travel to other worlds by creating and successfully uh, uh, using the warp drive. See, I think that's pretty much... If you want to go back to the pyramids, it's something like that. There was technology. I, there was some kind of that's something for them. Maybe that. Pyramids. Yeah. This and this is the one that to me is the most. I'm sorry. Did not rise to the occasion. Yeah. And they let it go. And they moved on. And they let the things break. Maybe they'll be and back. that feeling that no, I don't think so. But that feeling that no. we're so pointless and that life has no meaning and that we're all just spinning around is because we failed a long time ago. And this is all there's three thousand years yeah. of Egyptian history we can't account for. And whether this and whether who knows what the truth is. But this to me this is the this is the conspiracy theory I'm I get the most excited about right. I guess you know what I mean it brings you closer to it your brings, father it, it brings me closer to my dad <laughs> yeah he'll finally talk to you no, yeah. it's all my about. dad will finally talk to me I call him and I say dad I love you and he says do I love you son ancient alien theorists say yes <laughs> which is the phrase that he loves to use now uh, ancient alien theorists say yes. Ancient alien theorists. What kind of degree is that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because anyone can get, like, can marry people. You can just yeah, get that sure. That's true. Oh, the yeah. ancient alien theorist is uh, also in the Universal Life Church. That's right. Yeah, it's just a, a, the next level. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't pay $5. That's why I'm not one. Yeah, right. Man, but if I could like get seven, you can get them both. Yeah. Try and upsell you. Yeah. I want George Sakuris to sign my wedding certificate. That's all I care about. It's just a big X yeah. with, an, with a drawn alien head. And above a question it. mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how did you go to this convention with him? I did. How you well did. attended was I it? I did. I went, it was Oh man. How many people would you guess were there? Uh it was full when I got there. But was it full like the common room at the Hilton downtown or was it common It was like, the it was the convention center in Pasadena and oh, the surrounding buildings. That's size and the surrounding buildings. The surrounding like, so like the hotels around there like their ballrooms had uh tables and meetings and things going on. Uh it did was Did you fall in love? Yeah. I, yeah. How was the food? Uh, I fell in love, uh, with an alien girl. Uh, yeah. Was Wait, that's what she told me she was. Are either of you familiar with the Kelly family? Your wife? R. Kelly? No. Not Jennifer my, Kelly? No. Neither Kelly. Neither of those. R, yeah. Your not, wife? R. Kelly? Robert Which Kelly? Kelly? Those are the two. John Kelly? Are they married to one another? Roberto Kelly yeah. from the Yankees? Uh, <laughs> Kelly LeBron? <laughs> Just the first the, name. <laughs> the Kelly family are a, uh, I think they're a Romney family. Mm-hmm. I believe that that is, that is, that is their background. And they are a family band that used to be the parents and the kids. And mm-hmm. then the parents, I think, passed away. And it was all like 28 kids. And they would sing a song, one of which was Fell in Love with an Alien. And what? for all of those kids, and they were huge stars in Europe, how many of them do you think harmonized with the others? Is there such thing as 28-part harmony? Is there such a thing as 28 people and zero parts of harmony? What? <laughs> they just sang in unison? Yes, they did. 28 people singing in unison. That just, That's just creepy. Yeah. It's inherently cre- And yeah. the sound of families, they all have the same voice. Yeah. yeah. And they together. all look it's So like, really, it's just... Yeah. It's, it's not like a chorus other than it's just like one loud person. It's haunting. Take the... 
those two twins in The Shining when they say, come play with me, <laughs> and, and make set it to music and just echo and echo and yeah. echo. That's exactly what it is. That is that is the exact experience of the Kelly family. Uh, yeah, they have a song called Fell in Love with an Alien, which is what it made me think of. And also, I th- the Kelly family could be aliens. They may not be. Sure. Lonely. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I think that of all of these conspiracy theories that we've talked about, um, and we haven't, we haven't really delved deep into a lot of the specific ones, but I feel yes. like the, uh, by design, um, I feel like the one that has sparked the, this, the, the, again, I, I keep coming back to this alien one because it's, it's sparked the most imagination. It has, it has, it's led to more interesting science fiction films and television and books, uh, artworks, uh, stories. It's just, if the world is storytelling, you know what I mean? If, if the history of the world is stories we tell each other, these are fun and exciting stories. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they are true, they are a way to explain things that people have been trying to explain in assorted ways for thousands of years. Right. They are one way to explain them. And they're, I think they're a really fun way to explain them. You ever hear Neil deGrasse Tyson explain how time travel is possible. Wait, no. Neil deGrasse Tyson explained something and didn't debunk it. Well, <laughs> I feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson, but he's just kind of America's buzzkill. Isn't he lately? <laughs> yeah. He's gone, but he's, we've all gotten a little morose lately. I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He says, you know, he's not saying it's possible, right? But he tells this story of when he was a kid and he wrote a letter to Carl Sagan as mm-hmm. a student and Carl Sagan wrote back to him and said, if you're ever in Syracuse, come visit me. Mm-hmm. So I'll be went, inside this turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> he said, come take this bus. I'll meet you. And they had this meeting and he signed his book and he showed him his offices. Mm-hmm. And so Neil deGrasse Tyson went back to the bus stop where he got off, where Carl Sagan met him. And he goes, if I stand at this bus stop and I'm holding this letter mm-hmm. that I wrote to him, the actual letter, well, my body smells things and it hears things and we often go oh that's my mother's perfume so we secrete these emotions i feel like this Mm -hmm. we become that so if i'm here sensorily and my body believes i'm back then at this moment and i feel like i'm nervous like a kid again back at this moment who can tell me i'm not and if it's just what i'm seeing around me if i could control that somehow who's to say i'm not I know it sounds silly or a bit romantic, no. but it's just, again, that leap of faith that it takes right. for something to be possible. Like, it's not going to happen against your will. Right. You know? Uh-huh. So just believing in it is enough to even make it true if it's not. You know what? Whether or not that's factually accurate, I like the idea that believing it makes it so. A lot of it's, acting it's, is based on that. It's all if perception. If I smell this, then sure. I will be back at this funeral and feel oh, yeah. those emotions and your body the doesn't know The sense of any smell better. is a time machine. It's the sense closest tied to emotion. Yeah. Um, there's a, there was a, a one conspiracy theory I came across in, uh, many conspiracy theories that I found on the internet in researching this. Uh, two of which I won't dig into, but I love. One of which is forget the whole Paul is dead. Uh, Paul died in the sixties and was replacing. Uh, there's a conspiracy theory that the Beatles were never a thing. They never existed. They were, uh, session musicians who just, uh, who, and then a bunch of lookalike actors were, played the Beatles periodically. That was one. Another one is the moon doesn't exist, which I thought was a great conspiracy theory, but there was one, uh, a time-based one that all moments are actually four moments happening simultaneously. I like the idea of that. Yeah. Sure. And that to me, I don't understand. That's really, me, and that, that, to me, that to me seems less like a conspiracy theory and more like a very deep cut quantum science theory that I can't begin to understand because I don't have crazy enough science hair. Uh, like all this television people that talk about things like this. You should get some science hair. You I would have, love science you hair. You have great science hair. You think? Yeah. I could dig some science hair. Get some science hair. All right. Just okay. grow it out and then keep it the way it is when you wake up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's science hair. Right now it's hat hair because I have a hat on all day. Try and wake up three or four times in a day to really can. get it to hold. <laughs> and always act like no matter what you're doing, when someone comes up to you, they're interrupting something very intense. Yeah, right. That's yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, it's always... And be surprised by anyone that comes up and says hello. Uh, say hello to me. Hey. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, in general, your attitude should be uh, best quantified as a person who's saying, told you so. 
<laughs> so pretty much our image of science was based on Back to the Future and Christopher yeah, Lloyd. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're just pretty describing much right there. We're yes. just describing uh, uh, Doc Brown. I feel like uh, scientists also in movies and television uh, are always looking for a pen. That's what scientists do. Like, that's what a scientist does is a scientist looks yep. for a pen. Like Peter Falk at the end of yeah. um, Princess Bride. Yeah. We're just looking for his keys for an hour and a half. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Did you see um the Werner Herzog documentary about the internet? The, what was it called? Uh, it's, uh, I did not. No. Well, I can't remember what it's called. That's fair. Now, lo and behold. Okay. Because okay. that's the first thing they wrote on the internet. And oh. in it. They find this man who invented coding with all mm-hmm. the people that invented the internet, but he's been cast aside. He lives in like a houseboat oh. and isn't a member of the community anymore because mm-hmm. he believes that as soon as you started cut and pasting code mm-hmm. instead of writing it out, even though it's the same thing, mm-hmm. it's lost something. The art is gone. And the internet is now something like different. he's having a conversation with the digital universe yep. and cutting and pasting is it's like plagiarizing yeah. in that conversation. Exactly. And that, you know, maybe real strings versus synth strings. Oh. Like, well, the ear here is it the same. So we, we all dismissed him and we mm-hmm. went on with the cutting and pasting and Werner's interviewing him and he's so, uh, well-spoken mm-hmm. and economical with his words. And he seems so authoritative and I, I thought to myself how much I want to be like him. I want to yeah. speak like him. You want to be the artisanal kind of... internet guy. Well, that's what hit me when Werner Herzog said to him, oh, I don't think you're crazy. And the guy went, you don't? Oh. <laughs> and he just wilted. And he said, you're oh. the first person to ever say that to me. Oh, I and, love that. And I realized I am modeling myself after a crazy person. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Aren't we all? So here we are. We all pick, I think we all pick our crazy person to model our life after. Sure. Yeah. Who's your crazy person you model your life after, Hal? You. Aww. Oh, thanks, buddy. I was going to say the same thing about you. So we're just those two MC Escher hands that are drawing each other? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, does it feel like we have, does it feel like we have our conspiracy theory answer? No. No. But it feels like Is there ever have, going to be a conspiracy theory answer? I hope not. Yeah. I hope there'll be individual answers, but on a whole we'll continue to question things. Yeah. And I like that. You can't get out ahead of it. You will never be able to because there'll always be something unexplained. And then for everything that's unexplained, there will be three people who are like, I could explain this. Yeah. X, Y, and then an M, like, uh, 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 not MC Escher. Now I have MC Escher in the brain. The, I know. the Rube Goldberg, a Rube Goldberg machine of like, this thing happened there, and then yeah. the chicken laid an egg, which got the lighter to burn the string, and then a hammer swung into a duck. Did you ever play that, uh, MC Escher version of the game Mousetrap? Oh, it's amazing. Like the board, and then there's another board underneath it, and then it flips around <laughs> on another board, and there's a staircase to a third board. That sounds easy to travel with. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Um, well, then I feel like this is, this is kind of exciting because we end every episode the same way, and we can't do it this time. What we can end it with is asked Adam Bush, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Oh, no, I'm not letting you do that. We're not cheaping our way out of this. People of the world, the greatest conspiracy is... For your safety, this decision has been redacted and will be unsealed in one year. For your safety, this decision has been redacted and will be unsealed in one year. The skeptic becomes the believer. Look at that. Asked and answered. Adam. Adam Bush. Thank you. This thank was you so much cheaper here, than therapy. Thank <laughs> this was so fun, man. What this a treat. A blast. Where do you want people, where should they be going to see, listen to, follow? I don't want them to find me. I don't want them to know me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to contact me. Sure, of course. I'm going to be on a houseboat. Hidden. Not even. Not, don't want to say anything. Deep. Don't want anything. Uh, yeah. It's such a pleasure. We've known each other now for a decade. God, longer. Longer than a decade. 13, 12, 13 years. And this is, uh, this is long overdue and we're so glad you came in. Come back again. Oh, thank you. We'll so do much. something, uh, we'll do something easier to pin down. Is there yeah. a God? 
<laughs> yeah, that'll be the next that'll one. The next we'll do episode. religion and politics and yeah. talk about them <laughs> together. And then the then uh, everybody's phone will melt at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when the aliens come. That's right. Uh, this topic is settled, believe right. it or not. Uh, but there are a ton more out there, and we want to hear from you. So email us. We got this podcast at gmail.com. Go to the Facebook group, and in a friendly and respectful way and not harmful – because that is not what this is about. That's right. You can talk about fun conspiracy theories. Talk about time life books that you uh, ordered or read uh, when you were younger or now as an adult. Uh, you can do that at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast or. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. Thank you as always to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, QA engineer Jen Alba and graphic designer Uri Kelman. And thank you to you, our listeners for Hal Lublin. I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.